Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Who can take a rusty hook and split a chest in two? Cover it with honey and some killer bees too. Another victim, and you're looking pretty good. Hello, and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. An opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Go, 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 go. also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. Wow, that didn't sound good. Hey, 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 everybody. It's Bryce Hansen with David Day over there. Hey, guys. How's it going? <laughs> We're from Horror Movie Talk. We're getting ready to talk about Candyman. Oh, no. This guy spooked me out big time when I was a little kid. Not going to lie, Bryce. Still pretty spooky today. I got a real sweet tooth for Candyman. Whoa. You know, sometimes I think I got diabetes from this movie. <laughs> we got a regular Wilford Brimley over here. That's right. So we're talking about Candyman, not the original from the 90s. We're talking about the brand new shiny Straight off the candy press. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. 2021 Candyman. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I've been. Uh, I feel like I've been waiting for this movie for three or four years now. I really do. <laughs> COVID nineteen. Right. So we've got a great show. Uh, you need to. I can't. I can't do it anymore. Okay, good. All right. Uh, so, cool thing you may not know is that we have the absolute best community of any horror podcast, or any podcast, really. Really, any podcast at all. They're going nuts over there with SS Experiment Camp 2. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
what do you call it? What's the thing? Propaganda. It's got like three titles too. It's very hard to even find it. Yeah, it's the like Beast in Heat. Beast in Heat. So uh, SS Experiment Camp Two, and then also like SSEC Two, SS Hell Camp, oh, okay. or something like that. Or anyway, yeah, if you guys yeah. don't know what we're talking about, head over to our Facebook group. There's a there's a <clears throat> grassroots effort to get us to review a very bad exploitational movie from the seventies um, that has to do with a lot of rape. And uh, yeah, I, not a big fan. Anyway, um, so um, oh, actually, they have a they started a GoFundMe that has right. like two hundred dollars devoted to it. Two hundred sixty, I think. Yeah, right but now. it's in Canadian, so who knows how much that really is? So they're about yeah the um, the head of this movement to get us to review this terrible movie started a GoFundMe because there's a tier on our Patreon. One of those flappy head Canadians. <laughs> there's a tier on our Patreon of the most ridiculously priced tier. Um, is the one where you can tell us what movie to review. Mm -hmm. Like, directly. Like, one person gets to tell us. It's expensive. It's expensive, and uh, they're about a quarter of the way there. Yep. I'm I'm not... uh, Godspeed. Yeah. Uh, Godspeed. Hopefully hopefully they they get what they want, and hopefully if they don't, he refunds the money of all those people who... Mm Mm-hmm. Hmm. Jeez. It's a dilly of a pickle. I hope I hope they get their goal. How does GoFundMe work? Do you get the money if you reach your goal? No, I guess you don't. I don't. I get. I don't know. I don't know how those. Sites yeah, work. I don't either. Anyway, so great uh, show, great show. <laughs> new new episodes every Wednesday. Uh, leave us a voicemail six eight two two five three four four six eight. We post new episodes every Wednesday. Leave us a blah blah blah. Candyman. Okay. Um. Oh yeah, we need to say because we need to explain this. How reviews work is you determine whether it's good or bad, and we use a scale of one to ten. Mm. Yep, it's true. One is bad. One's ten, bad. Ten's, ten's good. good. Five's totally average. <clears throat> Later on, we'll be doing uh, a couple bits. First bit will be make it better, where we rewrite Candyman twenty twenty one into a better movie, and then I mean that's. I mean, maybe it's perfect. Yeah, maybe it's We'll find out after our review. Um, And then we'll be checking our voicemail in a bit we call Horror Movie Whores. Yeah, and if you're you're, uh, on the fence about whether or not to watch this, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to kind of go down a a brief review and a synopsis for the movie, and then we'll get into spoilers, and we'll let you know before we get into those so that you can can determine whether or not you want to watch this thing. So we went and saw Candyman 2021, and it remolded the franchise into something fresh and new and boring. Candyman. The urban legend is, if you say his name five times while looking in the mirror, he appears in the reflection and it kills you. I would do that. Green. It was the projects. 
I just moved in around the corner. The old candy factory. I'm an artist. You look up a candy man. He's the monster. It's part of this neighborhood. Why are you drawn to this? I'm hoping to spread the story all about Candyman. The mirror invites you to summon him. You should say his name. I dare you. Candyman. 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 Don't say that. Candyman. I think it made a mistake. I brought him back. Candyman isn't real! Something's happening to me. He had a purpose for you. Be another one of his terrible stories. I guess he found me. I am the writing on the wall. The sweet smell of blood. Be my victim. This is not real. It's not real. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So Candyman can be found only in theaters. Anthony McCoy, played by Yahya Abdul-Mateen II, or the second... It's always a bold move to say the second instead of junior, right? I don't know. I don't know if that's how that works. It's, uh, it, I have. Or maybe that's. Do you get to choose? Maybe that's just the second Yahya Abdul-Mateen on IMDb. They're just differentiating. Not quite sure. Anyways, I apologize to Yahya if I get that wrong. Uh, so Anthony McCoy is an up-and-coming black artist living in the gentrified Cabrini Greens in Chicago searching for a muse he stumbles upon the legend of Candyman by talking to the lesser known laundryman McCoy's output increases and he starts getting much wanted attention for his work as he goes down the rabbit hole of the legend and becomes obsessed mysterious deaths start to happen surrounding his work and slowly Anthony gets more unstable mentally and physically as he realizes there may be a candy man or candy men in the house <laughs> I love it. Marge, I don't want to alarm you. Marge, I don't want to alarm you, but there may be a boogeyman or boogeyman in the house. 
Um, so that's the uh, synopsis. Um, my review is that Candyman 2021 lures you in with the sweet, sweet promise of reviving a seductive and unique horror villain icon and ends up remolding the legend of Candyman into a more generic set of boogeymen that fail to capture the imagination in the same way. Nia DaCosta attempts to expand the lore of Candyman by expanding the scope of his representation of historical and contemporary black trauma into an ambitious goal and unfortunately never quite hits home. Uh, I mean, speaking as a, you know, a white man, cis white male, just doesn't really resonate with me. But you know, I I might be wrong. I mean, I just uh, I'd be surprised if if um, people found this version more compelling than the original. I don't. Okay, there's there are problematic things about the original, but it's still more compelling to me. It's. I mean. It's like I okay so like first of all we seriously I mean you seriously I shouldn't say we because I'm not part of this this whole thing like you risk being called a racist and labeled as such uh, for for not liking this all the time um, but uh, and you know I I'd be lying if I said it was like super duper compelling uh, in terms of uh, being a horror movie. It's it's not super mm-hmm. duper. It's got some great gross like moments, body horror, bo- body horror up the yin yang. But uh, mostly, I feel like this is a a big um, uh, kind of play to to encompass that's been built to encompass um, uh, you know black suffering in America um, historically. Right. And 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 it's much more a movie about that with a bunch of metaphor and uh, analogy re- surrounding that than it is than it is a horror movie uh, or a or like a a movie intended to scare. Really, it's more of a movie intended to make you go. Oh, things that make you say, hmm. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. Just like Arsenio would say. Um, So if you're looking for a lot of social commentary, this has it tucked into every little bookshelf in the whole movie. It's just like, oh, uh, you you can, oh, wow, they're doing this thing where this, uh, the, 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 the suffering of black Americans over the ages is is all encompassed in in communities around the you know it's 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 jam packed with meaningful meaning and yeah stuff. I mean it's just not uh, it's not the see, straight the, up uh, straight ahead horror movie that the first one was kind see, but the first one accomplished both sorry I I'm sorry I can I finish my thought you seem very upset about me like no go finishing ahead. my thought go ahead yeah no the first one seemed like it accomplished it was able to accomplish being a, a classic horror movie with kind of like this Bella Lugosi bad guy who's like kind of sexy and also scary but and then and being and being social commentary and this one is almost all social commentary with like some horror elements shoehorned in yeah i see that's that's my criticism is that the original and the original version of Candyman 
accomplishes all that purpose of like representing like the historical black trauma just from the the backstory of how he he was created and the only thing that so that this movie kind of adds a bunch of more stories and candy men that are basically the same story except in different packages periods of time yeah. different decades and it doesn't add enough for what it for the compromises that it has to make um to me so a lot of the ideas and plot points in the film were interesting but lacked some of the connective tissue to make a more compelling whole the most disappointing aspect of the film is how much flavor and charm from the original that they left behind behind I kept asking myself, where is the sexy, seductive, menacing Candyman? By making the Candyman legend into abstraction and less of a personality, it becomes slightly more interesting intellectually, but vastly less compelling emotionally. The protagonists of this film are never really compelling. Anthony, Anthony's obsession and vanity are the real driving forces behind his motivation, but they seem to appear out of the blue and never culminate in a satisfying end for the character. The end of the film is probably the most disappointing aspect. It just kind of happens. Very jarring. It was literally... I was literally dozing off at what should have been the most exciting part of the movie. The reveal and the transformation at the end seemed obvious and arbitrary at the same time. I may be being a little harsh on the film uh, because it's not a bad movie. Mm-mm. It just pales in comparison to the original and I had high expectations for this. I think it's like just, I think I think the ideas in it, and I think what they were trying to go for, um, in expanding like the the meaning behind, you know, the representation of black trauma is interesting. Like I said, intellectually, but they never really find a way to make it very compelling or, or make up the difference, you know. And I think if they had focused more, I mean, this is. Maybe a little fanboy, but I think in, if they had focused more on just like the original Candyman iteration and said and like had him as the hub of like this is the guy, but then there's all these other Candymen, you know, around him. I don't know. Art, I don't want to alarm you, but there may be a boogeyman or boogeyman in the house. <laughs> I think it would have played better but then you have to then it has to be more of a direct sequel yeah and it can't do as much it can't do as many cool little flips and tricks and stuff and and not to mention like i really like i enjoyed uh, the aspects of the different candy men in mm-hmm. this like you got the candy man from the 70s who's mm-hmm. who's it's questionable you know you're like oh god he's fucking like he's straight like okay so um, you have. Uh, I'm sorry. What's what's the name of the original Candy? What's what's the actor's name of the original Candyman? Oh, Tony Todd. Tony Todd. You have Tony Todd, who's like this super sexy, sultry, hmm. like baritone. Um, he's yeah. He's he's like Bela Lugosi kind of. He's, uh-huh. he's like vampire. Um, or um, and then and but then you have like this this new Candyman from mm-hmm. the 70s, who's like kind of. 
perverted? Like, just to, I, I don't know. I mean, I didn't. I didn't get that sense. I got it more of like he's a, he's yeah. It, it like plays with your expectations. It's like oh, here's a creepy guy, and then he's like nice. You know, he's like oh, he's just misunderstood and kind of simple. I thought he just yeah might have been retired. Right, and and it's hard to tell. Um, and that's it. So this movie does a lot of that, like the subverting your expectations kind of thing of like. Oh, this one, like, they're all different, but they carry, like, the baggage of, of the, 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 the myth of the Candyman, like, which is, you know, uh, being, you know, being killed wrongfully. Right. Um, and, and having a hook hand. And having a hook hand. You gotta have a hook hand. Right. And that's, that's really kind of the, uh, the, pardon the pun, club, any, the any, club-fisted part of this movie. Yeah. Like, it's you, just like. You can be a Candyman. As long as somewhere in your story there's a hook, yeah, it's kind of kind of dumb, but um, but I did like that. You know, they got this this new Candyman who's like he's really menacing looking, and it's really like oh, and he's always kind of hidden in the back. A lot of that, a lot of that moment where of Hereditary, where you see her up in the corner, yeah. you know, and and they're playing with that a lot with this uh, this new Candyman. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I wish they had gone more places with it. I, I think it. I mean, even the ending of the original Candyman shows the what's her bucket as basically the villain in the in the mirror at the end. And so they could have made it not a Candyman that looks exactly like Tony Todd's Candyman. You know. Oh, also, in addition to having to have a hook as a hand to become a Candyman, you also have to have a long fur-lined jacket and like candy a, and candy right anyways so i i think this is a pretty average movie um i i'd give it a five out of ten um so wow five out of ten totally average huh yeah i think uh because it's it's kind of like the mid-ground of there are some interesting things, and then there are some like things that fall really flat. Like it's not quite like it averages out. You know, this is a rare circumstance. I think everybody can agree when I if you if you've heard any reviews from me, I'm always complaining about uh, the length of movies being too long. And this is the first time that I'm going to say this should have been a half hour longer. Um, I was really interested. And then the ending came, and I was just like gobsmacked. I was like, mm-hmm. "Wait, what the fuck? Like, wait, wait, like there was no lead up. It was just boom. Here, here's the ending. And while the the, the very end was of of the full transformation into the into uh, was cool and was done really awesome and gave me chills. I felt like. There was just a lot rushed in this movie, especially mm. towards the end. That boy, they just could have, they just could have kept stringing me along, and I'd have been, I was wrapped. Like I was, I was interested the whole way. I this is as it is. This is a seven for me, mm. but it could have been a an eight or a nine. Um, yeah, definitely an eight. Had they uh, had they given it a half hour longer, I think it comes in at an hour and a half or so, and. And uh, it's just not long enough. They it felt felt very just cobbled on. It just felt just very rushed at the end. 
See, I could have done with it like 20 minutes shorter. Jesus. Personally. I don't know. Hmm. Um, okay, so that's that. Um, before we get into spoilers, I've got to tell you about our sweet, sweet candy-laden sponsors. <laughs> There's nightchannels.com, which is your source for the coolest, most unique horror movie t-shirts and hoodies, as well as occult-themed, metal-themed, alternative music. Um Go check them out, and really all we have to ask you to do is browse, because you're going to find something that you want yeah. at nightchannels.com. Some of the the horror um, t-shirts that they have, um, they have a new one for Society, right? Yeah. Yeah, this Society one has me being like, oh, damn, nobody's got a Society shirt. Like, right. for sure nobody has a Society shirt. And, uh, I mean, I've bought several shirts for them. Um, I've got a, man, what did I get? I got a witch shirt. Um, you've got a talking head, talking shirt. heads. I've, I've got a mayhem shirt. They got, I mean, they got so many different, like just niche stuff that, and that's the thing, stuff that nobody else has and, and stuff that you've never seen before in prints that are deep cuts from movies, um, and, uh, and pop culture mm-hmm. and all kinds of good stuff. So head on over there. Check them out. If you enter HMT at checkout, that gets you 13% off your order, and it helps us, and it helps them, and they're local to us, so we love them, and, uh, and they've been a great sponsor for the show. So check out nightchannels.com. Um, if you're listening to this commercial segment, you should know that you don't have to. If you go to Patreon and subscribe at a certain level, you get early access to our episodes as soon as we edit them, and we take out... The ads just for you guys. Um, ch- please, like, go to patreon.com slash talk and, and just also browse the, the different levels. We've got some great perks for patrons. Um, we've got the Afterpod, where, where we leave the mics running and just talk about our lives. So if you can't get enough of David and Bryce, that's where you get your fix. And we've got... What, how, like an entire year worth of Afterpods now? Oh, my, it's like a year and a half. Yeah. yeah, it's a tremendous amount of Afterpods for you to catch up on. Yeah, if you like hearing about our lives or just hearing our friendship, mm-hmm. it there are some. Uh, it, there is a whole uh, soap opera of, right. of bullshit, right. th- of fights and family drama and, and tears. tears and happiness. <laughs> and, and laughter. Laughter. And so coming. Yeah, the Afterpod is definitely the sweet spot. But, you know, we also have a bunch of reviews that you can't listen to on the normal uh, podcast feed over there. Um, so, you know, most recently we reviewed Ghoulies. So mm-hmm. <laughs> check that out. Um, we also have a shop where we sell our logo tees and stickers. Go to horrormovietalk.com slash shop. Um, also, we would be remiss if we didn't mention our resident artist, Dustin Goble. He's a professional artist who fucks hard. He also takes commissions for artwork from HMT fans. Contact him on Instagram at dgobel 0 That's at D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0. And make your artistic dreams country. That's he's on also, Instagram. That's on Instagram. Yeah, I said that. Okay. Um, also, he's on Twitch. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And he's been streaming when, when, he, yeah. when he draws our artwork. Yeah, it's great. Which is really interesting. So... Um, subscribe to him on Twitch and you'll get the notification. Usually he's like doing it Tuesday night. Yeah. And if, and if you get, if you get on there, if there's a, if you get on there and start chatting him up, you can be like, can you just real quick, can you draw a rocket ship with titties on it? And he'll be like, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he'll draw, draw you a quick rocket ship with titties on it. And it's like, oh yeah. If you don't want to get a hold of the show, you can call us at 682-253-4468. You can let us know your opinions or ask questions or, um, you know, rail us for not uh, for for not reviewing SS Experiment Camp Two yet. Thanks. Please again. rail us, please. Yeah, rail us real good, real deep. Um, thanks again for listening. Let's get into spoilers. So, um, yeah, as I was writing down beats, like... You wrote nothing down. I wrote almost <laughs> nothing down. I was just watching There's the movie. so much to this movie. There's so much. Well, I hope you remember it, because I just wasn't engaged at all. Wow. Sometimes I... So, so it, this is the the weird thing this about... the opposite of what, I would, of what I expected. I expected you to be, like, into it, you know? Like, into the movie from the... I, I expect... Because a lot of times when... You, Bryce, are excited about something, and I imagined, like, I may have just been making this up in my head, but we've been waiting for this movie for, like, at least three years. You know, we've been hearing buzz about it forever. It is not an exaggeration to say that this has been the probably the most anticipated anticipated movie in the last three years. Like, it feels like everything has just been leading up to this point. And for both of us... Out of, like, the big releases, there was... Conjuring 3, there was A Quiet Place 2, and then there was Candyman. And Candyman was the one that seemed most exciting, because the others were like, just sequels. Yeah. You know you know what you were going to get. And this one was, you knew it was going to be more creative or a reimagining. Like You hear Jordan just, Peele's name on it, and you're just like, oh, shit. Yeah. Jordan Peele's producing this. Although, for some reason, I thought he was directing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um yeah, I mean, so I had high expectations, and that's usually a bad sign, or that's a bad recipe for enjoyment for me. Mm-hmm. Like, if I have high expectations and it doesn't, like, meet them or exceed them, it's like, oh, so, just disappointing. So, do you, okay, so here's here's the next question regarding that, because this has proven to be true over and over again, that thing that you just said about having high expectations, mm-hmm. and just it just tends to fuck up. But I don't know, I mean, even on this one, I tempered my expectations because i honestly didn't think the the trailer looked that good now hang like on the, now hang on hang on i got into question though. okay my question is now now that we focus so much so frequently on like i got high expectations for this movie do you also go into the movie going i have high expectations it's gonna let me down do you also do that last final step of 
is going to probably let me down? Or do you just wait for it to unfold? And I don't know. I, I think I wait for it to unfold. Like, I think when I say high expectations, I think it's, it's more of, uh, I have an idea of how, how far it can excel. Yeah. And if it doesn't, go there or approach it yeah it's not that it's a bad movie it's just that i wish they i wish they pushed it more right in your yeah and and this that's a great thing to to mention because in this to my mind Candyman had the moon you know right. it could have gone it could have gone to incredible places and in in a, in a lot of ways it did you know in the social commentary aspect definitely Although not as skillfully done as something like Get I mean, Out. did it... Yeah, I mean, the social commentary, like, I don't... I don't feel like it says anything really interesting, you know? Like, it's... it's if you look at Get Out or, or even Us, like, that's a yeah, really... It's a riddle. Like, nuanced, really interesting take and perspective on... Um, black America or um, you know, um, our history. social yeah. strata, you know, yeah, and and this one is is a little too on the nose. It's like black people got murdered for no reason, and now Candyman is the representation of that. To yeah, it's the, it's the violence inherent in the system, right? It's it's look, the, you've you've uh, you fucked with with our community so thoroughly for so long mm-hmm. that we have in our in our bones, in our history, in our blood, we have this violence that uh, that whether we like it or not is a part of our culture, mm. and and it follows us through stories through. But not just through stories, through our genes, it's 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 imprinted within us, you know. Like, um, and 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 it's inescapable for some of us, even some of us who appear to have made it out of this this mire of 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 a of a bunch of social bullshit. Um, and that's what's interesting to me about this. Uh, see, is, it doesn't it doesn't. I like that idea, but I don't think the personification or the character of Candyman in this film actually connects to that. Like it doesn't, it, I mean, like it did every, for me. everything you describe it, just, I guess it just didn't do it for me. Um, it's all inference for me. Like, like that's, and that's the thing that I really love about movies is when they allow me to, to infer and build and build the story that I feel like they're obviously hinting towards, and that's what I felt was obviously hinted towards in this. But it, I mean, whether or not that was your experience, it's anybody's. You know, it's yeah, up to you, yeah. So I, what did you? I don't know. I tried. I tried to temper it, but it just. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of like what I would prefer it to focus on, and. I think um I think if they focused on the original Candyman and then expanded it by connecting the other stories to him somehow so that there was like 
connective tissue. So like, even if it was something as simple as, um, when the, um, what was he? Was he a janitor or something? The, the, the candy man in this film, basically the seventies, the seventies candy man. Um, I, yeah, he might have been a janitor. I'm, I'm not super um, Anyways, clear. like, that that guy, like, it tells the story. That's, like, the opening of the film is is um, the perspective of this kid doing laundry. And then he stares into the chasm of this projects. And a candy man steps out and with candy in his hand and a hook in the other and um, offers him candy. And there's a story that some... People got killed and, or no, 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 the, there was like candy with razor blades in it Yeah, that got handed out and he was suspect and he was hiding from the cops and then the kids screamed and the cops come and, and, uh, they kill, kill the candy man. And, and I feel like if they had, but, well, but, number one, but, but the, not but, made him look exactly like the original candy man uh-huh. in that instance. And then just showed like a flash of the Tony Todd came in. And I don't, I'm not saying like we need more Tony Todd. They could have recast it and it would have been fine. But they did. If they showed, okay. Uh, if they showed the original Candyman like as a vision while the guy is getting beat to shit and somehow like recruiting him or something, I don't, I don't know. Like I feel like that there should be connective tissue. It shouldn't be like, this is a soft reboot. We're going to make a carbon copy of the appearance of the original Candyman, but it's different. And also, there's other Candymen that look exactly like him, but they're different. It's it's just a weird, weird choice. It's not... It, it distracted it, you. It distracted me, and it's just not... It doesn't commit to anything, you know? Um. I mean, they... They went to some effort to. Oh, and by the way, this this new uh, '70s Candyman, uh, who whose story Bryce just got done explaining, he's innocent. Like he, yeah. he had done nothing, right? Um, and he well, was, neither did the original, other than right, have sure. sex with a white girl, right? Sure, um, but I mean that's the point, right? It's right. not. He was. I'm just going to say that he was not the man inserting razor blades into candy, right? Despite the fact right, that right, he right. was handing candy out right. anyway, but. Um, they do go to some some length while while describing um, you know while the gay brother hmm. is is telling the story of of Candyman uh, Candyman or Candy Men he he's you know telling these all these multiple stories of uh, or no no I'm sorry it wasn't the gay brother it was it was the fella in the laundromat who told our uh, protagonist what's Anthony is it Anthony uh-huh. yeah Tony yeah. No, no, very, very basic nod. To, uh, <laughs> I see what you did there. Um, yeah, no, he he tells uh, the story of all the Candyman throughout all the Candyman throughout the ages of Caprini Green. Um, is it Cabrini or Caprini? Cabrini, Cabrini Green. My apologies. And and he just goes to say, you know, this this guy was lynched. This guy was murdered. This guy was, you know, and they were all kind of innocent, and they carried on the legacy of Candyman. I mean, they now. The part that you seem to take issue with is this, the aesthetic of Candyman being passed along as the guy with the hook mm-hmm. who just somehow um, manages to, but I, I can easily turn that into a metaphor in my mind of 
this is a black male. This is a, a typical uh, black male who the same story is enacted upon over and over again. So he's got a hook in his hand because it's a symbol a symbolic of this thing that he stands for, um, which is um, which is just violence perpetrated upon mm. a stereotype mm. um, over the ages. And that, so that's kind of the mental gymnastics that I did was like, Here's yeah. a guy who stands for something, and well, it's a it's a stereotype. And here's a bunch of people who come fuck with that stereotype over and over and over again throughout the years. Yeah, and then the other thing is that they don't commit to is that they they're saying like it's not. They're like, Art, I don't want to alarm you, but there may be a boogeyman or boogeyman in the house. <laughs> so they're they're like saying that it's not just one Candyman; it's it's a whole hive, as yeah. the guy says in the trailer. How many did you see on screen? Right. But I think, and again, this is another place where I inferred, um, um, like, analogy, mm-hmm. which is, like, Candyman isn't Candyman. It's the black experience throughout the ages. Right. But, I mean, throughout the film, it's it's basically that 70s Candyman that you see in every appearance of, of a Candyman. Right, because he's the last one. You know, he's... I guess, but then you, the only other candy men is at the very end, spoiler, Tony Todd's candy man shows up. Mm-hmm. And we have Anthony. And, and we have Anthony becoming candy man. And it's like a new candy man. Wouldn't it be more interesting if every time candy man showed up, it was a completely different actor? That would be cool. Or like, yeah. Or if it was a woman. I mean, we have three. We have three iterations of Candyman within this movie. But we had one until the last ten minutes. Yeah. Of the movie. Yeah. Well, they did a whatever you call it. Did you call it? It's a soft reboot. It's a soft reboot. So I mean, yeah. And when they described it, it said they didn't say it was a sequel. It was like a spiritual sequel to it. But it was also a, a sequel. sequel. Uh, so <laughs> it's. Yeah, I mean, this is like a really good example of a soft reboot. A soft reboot being they mention the original movie, but it does not, it's not a continuation of that story. It's like a re rebirth of the concept and they toy with it. Or it's like it, it could stand alone on its own. You know, yeah, it, it can mean... stand alone on its own because it goes into such great detail right. on explaining the first one. Yeah, thanks right. for explaining. It's it's, that re-expl- to me. it's basically reestablishing and re like expositioning all the important details. It's not expecting you to know anything about Candyman going into it. Right. Um. So I don't know. I the ideas that they had, they just didn't commit to it. Like, I, I where are the Candyman? David, where are the candy men? <laughs> what worked for you about this? What did you like about this? I mean, it's still really cool to have like the say say his name five times and like the the invisible candy man or like only being able to yeah. see him through the Mirrors. through the reflection and so that stuff all still works. Dude, that's still great. Dude, that the, shit that shit taps into something so basic about a kid, you know, like like, do you remember that shit? Whether it was Bloody Mary or Candyman, right? In in grade school, being like, you know, you, I, I didn't even, I had knew nothing about Candyman, yeah. and and but in third grade, some kid came in and was like, 
you know, if you say Candyman in the mirror five times while the lights are turned out, he'll appear and he'll fucking gut you. And I was like, what the fuck is going on right now? And you're like, you know, in, in third grade, you're like, real shit? And, the, and they're like, yeah. And then so you like, you fuck with it anyway, right? You're like, mm-hmm. the potential here is terrifying, but right. I must know. Right. And then that that premise in and of itself is so compelling. Yeah. Even to me now, I'm like, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Why risk it? <laughs> you know? I, I do. Yeah. Every, I've got a, kids. There's a lot of separate elements that were, that are good, mm-hmm. but my problem with it is they never connect in a satisfying way. So Anthony's story of like searching for a muse, finding it and becoming more obsessed with it over time and, and letting it like overtake him is an interesting like premise mm-hmm. and um and like the the beasting where it kind of progressively turns into this body horror thing super interesting is interesting yeah um and then um what else like the the elements of the original of basically Candyman um only really has power if people are afraid of him so that's how he kind of reappears that's interesting um the so a lot of these things are good on their own but they're not cohesive they don't attach because it feels very arbitrary like the whole element of the of the beasting and the body whore it's very arbitrary it doesn't really matter like there's no point to it it's what infected him with the interest of 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 it's what made the candy man his muse simultaneously and and also his and and what started his transformation into the candy man well you see it as a cause effect thing and i think that's interesting i think it's a representation of it overtaking him like physically like it's it's a physical representation of what's happening internally and mm-hmm. that's interesting yeah but also it, there's no payoff for it he turns into the candy man yeah but like that's one of my problems with the ending is that i'm expecting it to be like a cocoon kind of situation or where it's like I don't know. This is I've never seen him actually transforming into, you know, into the Candyman or transforming himself. Like, that would be interesting of, like, he self-inflicts it. But the fact that it's just some other guy that's I, like, I'm going to chop off his hand, put it in the hook. It's I, like, somehow that just completely ruins it for I me. Lo- that's, that's, again, this is another part that I liked about it because it's, because I draw all the I I put all this meaning where I just see where it should be where I just go oh I should do this now um, and so what I did with that when when this laundromat guy is like I'm on some other shit now huh like oh this is the church where I was born and baptized mm-hmm. I guess I'm on some new shit now huh and he's like and his new shit is like creating the 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 new Candyman and so to me this this is just like oh the community. The black community perpetuates itself in in into young black men. Like they force this upon them by mm. by con- and it's it's like the it, it's kind of like the inescapable irony of the whole thing. It's mm. like oh, we do this to ourselves, yes, but also it's b- being per- perpet- like done unto us. Like 
So, huh? That's an interesting take. It is, and so, um, the beasting was was cool. The transformation, I, I see. I really wanted it to be surreal and like fully commit to it. I wanted it to be like, yeah, a, a the fly situation with with a uh, uh, Goldblum yeah. where his his like fingernails fall off and like his he his like arm basically falls off around like a fly arm. I, I wanted it to go there. I wanted it to be like yeah. he's being transformed to the point where he pulls his hand off or his hand sloughs off and there's a hook there. Yeah. That would have been how cool would that have been? Super cool. And it'd be surreal, so it wouldn't even matter. Like you don't have to have a rational reason for it. It's like that that's where it enters the the realm of like dreams or like uh, yeah just dream logic yeah of like and i can get behind that if they fully commit to it but it's they had to arbitrarily find laundry laundry man and uh have him like finish it and i don't know that just it was just disappointing to me and maybe it was my own expectations or my own ideas of like i want them to do this and that's kind of a lame excuse but i mean also it just wasn't very interesting. Like it, it wasn't like, again, it felt arbitrary. It didn't feel like the entire movie was compelled to that moment. It uh-huh. seemed like the movie was going on and then all of a sudden the ha- ending happened to the characters. Yeah. And I don't know. The things that I liked about this, I really enjoyed the aesthetic. Like I liked the, the focus on all these, colors i really enjoyed the irony the juxtapositional irony of like the you know that we have our our black protagonists who are also very well to do mm-hmm. like they are i love the connection to the art community and the in and the the in, the infusion with art like the candy man like inspiring art inspiring candy man like that's all very cool yeah and and I, I did like I did like the the ironic elements of this. There's a th- th- this movie is uh, really knows how ironic it is. It's like, oh, you mean gen- oh gentrification is bad? Oh, you mean the gentrification that we are currently doing right now? Us? Yeah. And it's like, oh yeah. <laughs> when it's when it's you who's committing it, suddenly it's like, oh, let's not talk about this so much. Um, yeah, I mean, there's the gent. Yeah, gentrification was a theme in it, where they really kind of um, talked about it a lot as as a theme because it's it's based in Cabrini Greens, and which is if if you don't know, it, it, basically a series of projects mm-hmm. in Chicago that historically was very violent and crime ridden. And that's where the original story was based, and um, and it's been a decade since those have been torn down and replaced with, you know, kind of luxury, high rise condos kind of situation. And it's talked about how basically how gentrification happens is is one of the really common trajectories is run down like low cost living arrangements and that attracts artists because artists don't want to have a day job 
and they they need cheap rent and cheap space to do their art and then all of a sudden when you have like a really artistic neighborhood um it gets very interesting because they it it has its own culture and its own feel and it has like its own magnetism it draws yeah. it draws you in with with the interesting and beautiful art yeah and this is true of anywhere i mean you look at portland the, oh my god the pearl district portland like, itself just just portland right. is a lot but of i mean this. i think every metro area has this this place where i think like new york basically the entire <laughs> island of manhattan where it used to be like some places where like oh that's the industrial area or like historically like that's like kind of the bohemian area it's all gentrified now like all all of those are like it doesn't have the character that it used to but it has like people still attribute the historic the historical character to it and so in portland like the pearl district you know it used to be kind of a industrial area um and you know there that's where the art scene kind of got created around portland and there was like art crawls and stuff and now it's all luxury condo high rises big old office buildings and it's like you can ne- set your watch to the to the way this works it's it's so interesting so i mean in the film the all the main characters are are black and um they're talking about this stuff but they're also perpetuating living it yeah you know they're doing that and you know they there's a little bit of like being forced to step back but also they they really hit home that like no it's not it's not my fault that it's gentrifying (laughs) just because i'm an artist it's like this is intentional like the city planners you know or like the historical you know planning of areas is like they put a place where it'll be run down and don't invest in it and it turns into shit and then like once i think it's a little less i'm sorry you should finish your thought once it starts turning the corner and gets more interesting and the the community itself like is self um sustainable that's when the city is like oh oh well we have this area that's interesting and maybe we should invest more in it i i think i think it's i think it's nefarious to read nefariousness into this i think it's it's a natural process that just tends to happen well yeah like to say that oh the city planner he knew this was going to happen a whole time it's like well yeah he knew it was going to happen in that this is a natural process that takes place some place some places run down it becomes uh, it automatically becomes a magnet for because it, because of the rundown the the rent is low it didn't it attracts artists it attracts uh, it attracts um you know cultures that that are uh less upwardly mobile and then they make it nice make it uh, interesting and now the low cost begins to rise because now it's it's a more, you know, and I think that happens more naturally than with some, some evil city planner who's like, yeah, I'm going to do this to this place. Like, yeah, see, I I used to think that too, and and it's easy to see, like, okay, there's this aspect of white flight in urban areas of, like, or suburban areas where, okay, this used to be, you know, the, you know, 1950s. I, it's it's very interesting because I, I lived in Dallas for a couple of years and this was very like um, these are very very broad strokes but 
um, it would you look at these concentric circles around the downtown Dallas and you see um, the areas that used to be white um, historically would get run down and cheaper and then like the black families would move into these places and and then um like once they're like basically run down and so they continue to be crappy and get run down more in these areas of the city and then what was interesting in dallas is then the mexican immigrants would come in behind the black families and there'd be another like concentric circle where like all these very very hardworking <laughs> immigrants would come and buy houses super cheap, buy houses super families. cheap, and like uh, upgrade them and like because they're all okay. This is it's I'm not meaning racist. to be super racist, but it's just how it happened. But like uh, this is just from my view of what it looks like is like they fix up the houses, they fix up the yards, and and increase the po- property, and then all of a sudden white people are interested in the area again. And then so you got this like ripple effect Mm -hmm. going through it. And a lot of that is just because of the 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 racism in Bryce, racism in me and the um, historical cycle of poverty Mm -hmm. and um, and whatnot. But the other side of the coin is that there is definitely and has been historically intentional um impetus behind this um when you talk about places being redlined where they lit- and and if you really want to see how this works um the the Amazon series them which is another like fantastic i mean to me i i think it's a 10 out of 10 series in that it really um really hits home like the the latent fear that black people in america feel like they they translate the the uh paranoia and fear that black people have to experience all the time uh because um you know they're threatened by sure. police and whatnot um, in and they like translate in, that into like a horror story, which is very interesting. But in that series, they really explain in them. In them, they explain how you know there it's it's a combination of bankers and city planners and and just these areas where they decide okay these are the red line districts these are where like we're not going to invest in the community and the bankers are going to say like well we can charge way more interest to these black families because what are they going to do you know. Mm. Like, they have nowhere else to go. Literally, they can't... Black people couldn't get mortgages. Mm-hmm. Or what they... Yeah, they could only get, like, leases at um, exorbitant so his, amounts. So, historically, it, it may have been, it historically, may have been more, uh, yeah. more nefarious. Right. It's it's And it's, like, codified in law, that some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, a lot of that stuff hasn't been weeded out. And a lot of that stuff is just the results of that... Um, the effects of that, because it's not been that long, you know, it's been a couple generations and the effect of not being able to accumulate the same amount of wealth three generations ago still has a huge impact today. Yeah. Anyway, so that's, that was an interesting aspect. Um, kind of not 
it was almost like they were forced to talk about that since it was based in Cabrini Green and it's mm. not like a ghetto anymore. Yeah, Cabrini Green, uh, the ghetto was, or the uh, the the projects were closed in um, in 2011. So this is actually yeah. accurate. And um, some of the questions I had, so I've got some bullet points here that we can talk about. <laughs> So it starts in 1977, and Cabrini Green is super run down. Was it was it ever not run down? I feel like those projects were probably built in the 60s and 70s, and already it was like it looked exactly the same as it did in the 90s in the original film, just like broken down walls and like I mean, chain link fence everywhere. I mean. It would there's have been a, it would have been a, interesting to see it like new. I don't. So I I have no experience with projects uh, specifically, but I do have experience with Section Eight housing. Mm. And there's this weird like rule of thumb with Section Eight, which is um, uh, which is this is this is property that that's funded by the state. Uh, you know that that gets a lot of funding from the state. It gets a lot of help from the state, and therefore you can always expect a certain level of upkeep. And, right. and, and, but also like no frills, like right. no frills. And then right under the rug, right under the rug, there are cracks and mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, things are just right. quietly falling apart and being fixed as they break. Right. And so this felt like very like, the, you know, section eight ish. Yeah. And that's the only experience I have with, with this kind of thing. So I can't um, more comment. Talked about the bee sting. Um, Vanessa Williams is again in this movie she was in the original yes. Candyman and she's in this because it's revealed that um Anthony is actually the baby from the end of uh Candyman or the baby that gets kidnapped basically by Candyman in the original and the mother of that back then was Vanessa Williams and she's the mother here I okay speaking of being racist I I was like I almost couldn't recognize her because I have this picture of Vanessa Williams in my head from 90s music videos. It's a different Vanessa Williams. Is it? Yeah. Vanessa Estelle Williams is who starred in this movie. Right. As we were talking about this before the show started and you're like, that's Vanessa Williams. I was like, what? And then I started looking into it because I was just like, no, it is not. Like, no, it is not. And, um, and it's... It's not. It's just a, a another woman with the name Vanessa William, Williams. Um, gorgeous. Uh, his mom is Van- okay. Is Vanessa Williams? Okay, his- good. <laughs> and she. I felt like I was taking crazy pills. I was like, how? How is that the same person? And, right, and it's not. It's okay. Because um, Vanessa Williams is also an actress. Right. Yeah. The I know. the the, the other singer Vanessa Williams and. Uh, yeah, and she's also gorgeous. She was, I mean, the the Vanessa Williams I was thinking of was the first black Miss America. Oh, okay. Um, this Vanessa Williams, Vanessa Estelle Williams, floored me when she came on screen. I was like, oh my God, that's his mom? She's the hottest mom I've ever seen. Oh my God. And, and she did such a good job in this. Like, I was... Um, Oh man, when he was like, when he's when he goes back to his mom, and he's like, "What didn't you tell me about like my birth and like?" And she's like, "He's like, I heard about Candyman." And she's like, mm, 
Mm-mm. Right. Do That's not. the best part of the trailer and the movie. Her chills. I, I get chills just thinking about uh-huh. it right now. Like She claps she's... and is like, uh-uh. No. Whoa, hey, buddy. I'm, I'm just, I'm like, look at this. I have goosebumps. Like, she, she yeah. was so good in this. And um, she was the mom of the baby in the first one. And that's who she plays in this one, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so, crushed um, it. Crushed it. And gorgeous. Yeah. One of the things I wrote down was, why don't black Chicagoans talk with a Chicago accent? Realized that through this movie, and I was like... I don't have any idea what a Chicago accent sounds like. Um, we're, they're just, like, oh, we got to go down. <laughs> got to go down and see the bulls. Oh, are you channeling? Duh, candy man. You, cha- you, you think that's how that's how black Chicagoans? I'm saying that's a Chicago accent. No, that's Why don't Chris you ever, Farley's Chicago accent. No, that's literally, I mean, if you say, what's a Chicago accent sound like? You hear like, oh, we got to go down and it's very mid. I mean, it's in the Midwest. I don't know. It's, I don't know. I don't know. And I've never heard a black Chicago person. I mean, wouldn't that be awesome if like Obama was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> we got <laughs> hope. <laughs> what? I'm going to bring hope to White House. Oh. I'm not very good at Chicago accent, but you know Buzzer! what I mean? This is all, this is all. Jesus Christ. Yeah. You got to turn down the volume on that shit. Uh, that, that one's just very, very loud. My apologies. Um, so that was just kind of a thing that popped in my head. And and now I really want a horror movie based in Chicago with all black cast with like super thick Chicago accents. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all for thick accents all the time unless uh-huh. it's the Green Knight. Did you see um, uh, Mayor of Easttown? No. On HBO? Mm-mm. It's got uh, Kate Winslet as in uh, Philadelphia with like a super specific Philadelphia accent. You can always tell the Philly accent. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, very specific regional accents are always fun. Yeah, it's it sucks that we're on the West Coast and we just sound like this. Yeah. I hate it. Um, the, the last thing I want to say is like I, the moment that I love the most is like the black people sitting around talking about Candyman. They're like, "Who in their right mind would summon Candyman?" And then it just snap snapped. cut to a bunch of white bitches, <laughs> bunch of teenagers in the bathroom being like, "Candyman, Candyman." <laughs> yeah. Uh. Anyways, so that's that's the stuff I want to talk about. We can move. So, what's your final recommendations for this film? Um, like I said, if you're the kind of if you're like me, if you just uh, if you just enjoy filling in all the nooks and crannies of a movie uh, of a story, I should say, uh, with your own inferential stuff, or if 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 that's oh man, I don't know this movie. I really, I kind of liked it. I just wish it was longer. Like, I feel like every review is going to sound exactly like this. Uh, is going to sound m- more like me than you. Um, which is, I, re- I, I liked it. I wanted it to be a half hour longer, and the end was came to just kind of like slap shot, just like boom, boom, bang, bang, boom, because they did a lot of really viscerally disgusting stuff with the introduction of Candyman into the present. Um, you know, the, uh, the, um, the, uh, 
the art house murders were disgusting and uh and shocking and um and i really like the relationships so like i i'd like it uh i'd say go see it but also it did let me down a little bit i have been looking forward to this for a long time and um and it just if anything like its reputation preceded it yeah um so okay so our first bit is a, is a called make it better so we're going to Ooh, dangerous ground retell the story of Candyman oh, 2021. Dear. Okay, okay. Oh dear. And uh, and we'll reform it into a 10 out of 10 movie. Okay. Okay. So first off, the obvious thing to do is make it all white protagonist, all white cast, <laughs> because then critics will give it 10 out of 10, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all white cast um, in blackface. Um, <laughs> so brave, right? So brave. So every so, one of them is is like channeling Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder, right? Maybe he just plays all the roles. There you go, like a Nutty Professor type thing. Oh, oh my God! This is uh, we're reshaping this movie yes. into something astonishing. Okay. Candyman twenty twenty one, starring Robert Downey Jr. as everyone, as everyone, um, except Candyman. <laughs> Who will be played by Tom Cruise? <laughs> no, the, it, t- Candyman will be played by the the regular, like the same actors. It, we'll use the same actors in this, uh, or okay, or other black actors. Um, so it starts out in the projects, um, the candy offering guy. He's just a simple man. He doesn't have a hook. He's kind of retired and uh same same basic story and he gets beat up by the cops and then i had an idea tony todd comes and takes his hand gently um and pulls his ghost away from his body and then uh, the retired man turns into candy man as well he's got the hook on the hand and 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 tony todd gives him the uh the uniform which is a jacket with fur lined Collar. Oh, see now you're making your connective tissue. Yeah, I have a request. Okay, can instead of Tony Todd, can we recast the part of the original Candyman as Robert De Niro? <laughs> Robert De Niro, and have him make a bunch of Robert De Niro faces. Where <laughs> he's making a pointy lips. He's like, well, you do. You no, know, see that's the beauty. Please do the your Robert De Niro that's, impression that's, for me. See, do that's it. the beauty of this is that you can have a a horde of candy men, and they don't all have to be black. Like, Give me one. That's, the, the, Give me Robert De Niro as Candyman. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, let me let me redo that. Um, <laughs> got a little hook finger. Um, so. Oh. So that's the beauty of this. I'm taking a picture of this on in- for Instagram right now, and if you guys want to see it here, I'm go ahead. Continue explaining while making the Robert De Niro face. Um, yeah, there it is. Can't can't talk while I'm doing it. Yeah, that's good. Um, so <laughs> what was against? Oh, so, see, that's the beauty of it because now we have we can have a horde of candy men, uh-huh. and they can be all different sexes and shades and a whole like rainbow coalition of candy men yeah how dare you assume candy man's gender right right and um 
yeah, broad representation of of all candy men. Candy, mm. pe- it, no longer will they be candy men. They're candy, they're candy people. <laughs> candy people. Yeah. That's what this is called. Instead of being called candy men, it's candy people. Right. Candy people. They them. Candies are. And and then so the same storyline of of the artist um, played by Robert Downey Jr. Um, finding out about the lore of candy people and being obsessed with it. And he starts really telling the story of all these different various iterations of, of, uh, candy men and, or women, um, non-binary candy people through his art. Right. And it captures the imagination of the art community of yeah the whole art the the national art community right right and all these mirrors and all these all this lore and stuff and and uh this could end up being the bloodiest remake ever yeah and then there's like a mass event where it's it's like a performance art thing where he gets like a stadium full of people candy people can't of no just just people normal regular people people all played by robert he gives them all a mirror Gives them all a mirror. Gives them all their own mirror. It's like it's like a performance art thing where you're like, okay, take the mirror out now. Right. And they all say Candyman five times. Right. In like a big stadium. Yeah. And it's like an echoing, resounding, candy people. People. Yeah. Beep. Yeah. And then they see all these candy people. And um, at first, they start getting slaughtered. Like Robert Downey Jr.'s right. all over the place getting slaughtered in the stadium. But then the retired candy man, you know, the the original artist sees him in the mirror. Hang on, hang on. It'll sound the stadium will sound something like this. And then uh, the main, you know, Anthony, uh, played by Robert Downey Jr., right. sees the retired candy man uh-huh. with a single tear rolling down his face because he's a simple, loving man and he doesn't want to kill Robert Downey Jr. And then You mean everybody in the stadium? Everyone. No, no, Robert Downey Jr. Just everyone is getting murdered around him. Right. Like this whole stadium. But he sees the uh, the 70s. Candyman, and he makes a connection right and uh he says like you don't need to do this and uh somehow the spirit and will of this retired candy man um infuses throughout all the candy people mm-hmm. and they stop murdering and then they uh instead of murdering people they all get to tell their story through the mirror and then there it becomes a great art project and changes the world the whole world yes what about and uh, ends racism ends racism mm-hmm. you think the new candy people could end racism yes i guess that's the problem right? i mean if you can appear in a mirror and kill people you could also appear in the mirror and be like hey don't be racist right you know you'd be like it's not cool, dude. And then, but but does anybody think racism is cool now? I guess there's a select few. Is there a lot of people? Um, I think there's a pretty good amount of people that think. I mean, they don't. They wouldn't say racism is cool because they don't think they're the racist, but they do think that being white is better. 
than everyone else. What about the people? Well, it's weird, though, because there's like this cross. They also hate the Jews. It's like, but I mean, some of them. Yeah, a lot. of yeah, Well, yeah, a lot of them. Like when you talk about white supremacy, like there's a. I heard that, that you always, don't, that I always, heard you don't even uh I'm anyway, go ahead. Um so anyways, yeah, so that's that's how the that's the, read, the right? movie ends. Make it white. Make it white, make Robert De Niro the new Candyman, and then end racism because that's the power of But then at the end there's a teaser because Robert Downey Jr., like the main protagonist, like you know, has a glint in his eye. And he has shifty eyes, so you know that he's going to make himself the Candyman, and he's going to perpetuate. Oh, like um, cis, like normative. Right, right, right. He's going to perpetuate the the legend of Candyman himself. Yeah, it's not because be because all of a sudden his art isn't worth as much because it's come to an end, you know, and he doesn't have the candy people as a muse anymore, and so he's got to recreate it himself. Right, because the, the murders and the menace of it was really the draw. So tragic how they hopped on pop. So, okay, so we made it better. Next, let's go into horror movie whores. Play it. Whores. Okay, so when was the last time we checked voicemail? Do you remember? It was a while ago. Um, Yeah, no, I'm not exactly sure. Did we hear from John from Creepy Colorado? Give it a try. Here's here's one from John. Hi, this is John, uh, also nicknamed the Creepy Colorado, and where yeah, I'm think, from. Yeah, I think um, we've heard this one. Yeah, we heard him. Okay, here's one from Tampa. This might be someone we know. It's your boy Bugsy calling from Tampa, Florida. Anyways, I'm listening to the Don't Breathe uh, Early Access uh, review, and um, or Don't Breathe Two. I've never seen the original. Yet, but now after hearing all this turkey baser talk, uh, turkey baser rape, um, I need to watch this movie immediately. Um, you know, I like a good rape scene in a movie. I think we're going to start adding like a rape category to our ranking. Um, it's always funny, you know, ups the stakes. Nothing's higher than rape. But um, anyways, um, I'd like to see a fight between Hanson, you know, the butler slash help from Scary Movie 2, versus this uh, blind man. I mean, he cooks turkeys and, you know, doesn't know what that is and licks it anyways. And then apparently this other guy, you know, rapes people with a turkey baser. So, anyways, David, I'm glad you got my voicemail, my happy birthday voicemail. Much love. Hope you had a good cake day. Bryce, much love, brother. Can't wait to see you guys soon. When you come to Disney, we're going to party. Let's fucking go. It's your boy, Bugsy. Oh, yeah. Only two months from today till Halloween kizzles. Thought that was gonna be. Uh, what's up, Doc? Yeah, so Bugsy there, uh, he gave me a wonderful birthday uh, message mm. on the uh, "Don't Breathe" episode, and that was very nice. Yeah. Um, and uh, and if you guys want to help Bugsy out, he does the our ending song. You can buy his uh, his new hit single "Aesthetic" on Spotify for a buck, and he'll he'll love you a long time. You know, he'll. It's pretty thick. It's a pretty thick track, so you know, check it out. Here's one from John again from Colorado. That's one of my favorite meme clips in the world. What? Everyone say Colorado. I'm a giraffe. I'm a giraffe. Hey, this is John, your creeper from Colorado again. 
just want to say, love the first mock. Awesome. Um, real quick, I just want to ask a quick question for everyone who listens. On the code for Shutter, do you guys get a taste of that after the trial ends? Because I did mine, and mine's over in like two weeks. So I'm making sure that you guys do get a taste after we keep our subscription. Uh, the second thing is, I just listened to the podcast about uh, Silent Place 2. Uh, I think it would have worked a lot better. Personal thing, see if you agree with me. If the people that were stealing the daughter were somehow related to the intruders of the first one, trying to get their, you know, niece or whatever back from them and show that he's actually legit a terrible person and did worse stuff. I think that would have worked better, but that's just my opinion. Wondering your guys' thoughts. Again, love today's podcast. Awesome. You guys have a lovely weekend, all right? Catch you next week. Yeah, I see you trying to put this together in your head as well. I'm I having can't, a hard I can't time. remember intruders in the first one. <sighs> intruders in the first quiet place. Yeah, he, so he said the intruders in the quiet place too would have been better if they had been the same intruders from the quiet place or the, uh, the kidnappers from a quiet place too would have been it would have been better if they were had been the intruders from the first one but yeah I, I'm gonna be honest with you I can't I don't remember that I can't remember that so I, I can't I'm sure it's a, I'm sure it's a good idea I just can't remember I can't put it all together right now I've, I'm I'm in a lot of movies we watched two movies we also watched Willow Creek which we will mm-hmm. be reviewing and holding in the bag for later um, but uh, to answer your first question you know if you sign up for Shutter using code HMT at checkout, that does get you 30 days free trial instead of that stupid fucking seven-day free trial. And if you continue to pay for it, they continue to sponsor the show. So, yeah, yeah we do get a taste of it uh, in the in the you know, in the fact that in so far as they continue to be a sponsor. So. Yeah. We don't get any kickback from shutter. Like we, there's no, no nothing additional profit sharing. It's literally, they are a sponsor. They pay us to advertise them. And as long as it's profitable for them, they'll probably keep advertising with us. Yeah. And in order for it to be profitable, you got to pay for it. So. Yeah. So, you no know, pressure. if you, if you want to, if you want to support the show directly, the best way to do it is through Patreon. Yeah, like that's, uh, but but supporting our sponsors it gets you great you know great content, great shirts, right. all that kind of stuff, right. and and they support the show as well. Right. Thanks, John. Okay, here is another one from Tiana. What's up, HMT? It's Tiana calling from Nevada. Uh, heard that my voicemail was on the old podcast, which was super awesome. And to answer your question, Bryce, no. Unfortunately, I do not know your aunt who taught at Star Valley. I'm actually from Casper, Wyoming, and I moved out here to Nevada to finish my college education and get my bachelor's degree. So when I told you guys that I've been mentioning all of my podcasts or recommending your guys' podcasts to my friends in Wyoming, that's because that's where all my friends are. That's where I'm from. Um. So I wanted to ask you guys a quick question. If you had to choose so far for, I guess, the movies you've seen in theaters this year, which has obviously been kind of limited because of the pandemic, which one is your favorite so far and why? All right, guys, keep up the good work. I'm going to keep listening. And can someone please explain to me, on the Facebook group, what SS, SS Experiment <laughs> Camp 2 is or whatever. I saw the first one or, like, read about it, but I cannot find the second one. So, 
I don't know if I'm just a retired person or what's happening, but all right. Much love. Peace out. Thanks, Tiana. Um, yeah, so first of all, I was confused by the old podcast. I was like, this is the only podcast we had. That was the, the old. Oh, the old. one on old, um, right. So thank you so much for, for sharing the podcast with your friends, first of all. Um, and then the question is, what is the best in-theater movie that we've seen this year? And that's a very easy quance- yeah. answer for me because nothing has met the enjoyment that I've had um, when I watched The Night House. Yeah, from last week. Yeah. Yeah, The Night House, definitely, hands down. Although, um, you know, I had, I had a, let's see here. So here here's a quick rundown I, of yeah. a few. We got The Forever Purge. We got... Um, Old Conjuring we, Three, The Conjuring Three, Don't Breathe Two, Nighthouse, this movie, uh, Candyman, and uh, and In the Earth, which low key, you, yeah, yeah. I mean, In the Earth was close. I really had a good time. Oh, and Quiet Place Two, Quiet Place Two. But I had a really good time with In the Earth. I, I'm not gonna lie that that was a real fun movie um, for me. Yeah, honestly, I would go The Nighthouse and then In the Earth. Like, yeah, I in terms so of like enjoyable experience yeah all the other ones were relatively average yeah i liked old a lot old was just a just a bucket of fun and i really enjoyed uh (laughs) i really enjoyed how fucking insane don't breathe two was but uh, yeah i think uh, my low end would be the forever purge and oh yeah and uh don't breathe two I've heard some other podcasts talk about the Forever Purge as like, oh my god, this is just so heavy hitting and hard to like. Like, I just can't believe how good of a movie it is. I'm like, what the shit are you talking about? Um, that was such a piece of shit to me. Like, and then her second question about SS Experiment Camp Two. Oh yeah. So we talked about this already, um, but basically, there's a grassroots effort to get us to review this terrible awful movie and it's so bad that they can't even keep the title consistent because if you search for ss experiment camp 2 you can't find it right i think it's it's just the beast and heat it's called the beast and heat or there's some other camp title yeah but uh i don't know if that's whether whether that's because um michael he's canadian got it wrong (laughs) has been saying the wrong title the entire time no 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 ss experiment it's it's just one of these things where I'm sure it was released as, you know, in one country as one thing and in another country as another thing. Right. Okay. Speaking of Michael. Speaking of Michael. Hey, thanks for your call, Tiana. Last voicemail. This is Michael. When y'all think of horror movies, what are your top three icons? Bye. Top three icons. That's a good question. Hmm. I mean, top three, I I mean, I mean, icons, it's pretty easy. Like it's, I think of like the slashers. I mean, I, I have like the icons for me are like the main movies that I would think of when I, of enjoyable horror, but they're not icons. I think, I think Dracula is like, sits on, uh, on the top of the heap. I think obviously you got. Freddie, Jason, and Michael, and, yeah. and Leatherface. Um, but I, I, I do think like Frankenstein and Dracula deserve, yeah, Universal horrors. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I would go with. I mean, when you're talking about the horror genre, I, I feel like the '80s icons are the ones that get most attention. Okay, I'm like gonna... those. If you're gonna get a tattoo, like a horror movie tattoo, most likely you're gonna get like Jason, Mike Myers, or or uh, Freddy. Right. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna solidify my top three. Okay, we got okay. Candyman. Okay. Candyman. Mm-hmm. And the Beast in Heat. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. All right, and that was horror movie. Hoa. 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 Whores. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks again for listening. Special thanks to our new patrons, Mandy B and Lulz. But also, but also, shut up, Bryce, because we have a just minutes ago. New oh, patron. really? Wow. Uh, Michelle S., thank you so much oh, thank you. for becoming a new patron. I will, uh, I'll hit you up uh, here in a minute, Michelle. <laughs> Please be like Tiana and share the podcast with your friends. That's really the best way that we grow is organically. Um, We're up to 90 patrons, Bryce. You know what that means? 10 away. 10 away. If we get 100 patrons, all you got to do is pledge a buck and you become a patron. If Dude, get- if they got 100 100- Oh no! If they if we get a hundred patrons, oh, no. then we will release a um, a riff tracks style commentary track for a movie of our choosing, uh, and uh, yeah. I just well not of our choosing. Yeah, it will be voted on by oh, the by the oh, patrons. Voted is what on we by said. The pa- oh. And all of a sudden, oh no! <laughs> oh no! There's a loophole, some sort of poop hole loophole developing mm, let's but not let's not connect those we'd need a hundred patrons it's not ideas. even yeah, yeah. Where, where are you gonna, okay where are you gonna? so thanks everyone um go to horrormovietalk.com to find links to all the things that are important um also you know we don't mention it a lot in the beginning anymore but if you're gonna buy anything on amazon go to horrormovietalk.com and then click on the amazon buy on amazon button in the header of the site and then we get a little taste of that um so we'll see you next time on the flippity flop flip flop bye bye Bye. love you looking for a podcast full of burps and gas perverted cats skinny and fat look no further horror movie talk is accidentally funny begs to donate money fake sponsors for dummies and so much more new episodes every hump day they'll pickle your dickle for foreplay patreon members have it your way vote for a movie every month for the review chop a chopper don't just stare at it eat it like a taco put your tongue through the phone hoodie picasso look at them hot kids swear not a pedo got me too with cosby eating jello pudding pop done gave price flatulence train addict addict dave does it Give a shit. One through ten, is it horrible or excellent? Oil me up, daddy is dinner rum. Ten kids, Bryce Hansen. Look at them hot kids, Chris Henson. Masturbate with a crucifix, exorcist. Face huggers, chest bursters, alien. Linda Blair, Pino, Sigourney Weaver. I know it's true, cause it came from social media. Patrick Bateman can't understand you. Stab you to death for rotten apple reviews. Opinionated podcaster with a doctorate. Spook allergy, doctor of philosophy. Bad gastritis, knee colostomy. Turn Patreons into human centipede. David Doobie Day, scare him, no, no expert. A global fucks hard, professional sexpert. Afterpods, taglines, and porno flicks. America.
flatulence. Train addict, addict Dave doesn't give a shit. One through ten, is it horrible or excellent? Oil me up, daddy is dinner rubs. Nothing good happens in the woods. Always get more than you bargain for. Got a pickle to dickle. Machines tickle bitties. Vancouver, Portland, Oregon, and organs. Corona, COVID, curse, Lorona. Green River Killer, because reasons. Hallway of poop monster kids screaming. It's your ordinary dingleberry itinerary. 30 day shutter and jump scares. They fucking scary. Time for the spoilers with jokes and tropes. Use their white socks to catch their loads. To show them one titty, pretty. Paganism, you should worship. They Teflon dicks. Pacific Northwest, let them see one breast. Shifty ass, they spooky. Poor man's digress. Bugsy. HMT. Horror movie talk. Hold on, they don't like Halloween. Fuck them.